This is the World Innovators Podcast with your host, Donna Peterson. As business owners, we have so much to handle. So much is on our mind. We're handling our day-to-day, you're handling your employees, but then you also have to think about how you're going to market your business. Because if you don't market your business, you're not going to get sales. And if you don't get sales, the business will not exist. So I was lucky enough, my good friend, Doug Glenn from Heat Treat Today, who's also a business owner, said he would sit down with me and we were going to talk about some of the issues we found or mistakes we did along the way when it came to marketing. But before we get started, my name is Donna Peterson and you are listening to the World Innovators Podcast. I talk to business owners and marketing directors and executives all over the world about trends, techniques, and what is working, what is not, and why, trying to figure out why and how to make it better. So let's jump in. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Donna. How are you? I am good. I am good. Like I said, we had a lot of rain and my dirt driveway definitely took a beating. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. We've got the same. We got the same thing. Although you are further east than we are, so we didn't have the uh, the remnants of the storm. But yeah, I hear you. Dirt driveways are a challenge. Oh, there. <laughs> Let's not even talk to my husband about that this morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just one of the many challenges, as you mentioned, as business owners, you know, you got to maintain home life as well, including reshuffling your dirt on your driveway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I heard something yesterday. They said running a business is even very similar to having a relationship with your spouse or even your exercise program. Mm -hmm. They all are kind of have to happen the same way. You have to set up a plan. You have to execute it. And then you have to stay there and you have to nurture it. Right. Maintain. Yeah. 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 And maintain it. So. I know we had a few things that we discussed and one of the issues I came across and we did, we were wrong in doing this when World Innovator started 41 years ago is we went out and we spoke a lot about ourselves. Yes. And I don't know. Did, did Heat Tree today do the same thing or were you smarter? <laughs> well, when we started, we started, we had a, we had a couple of different uh, one primary approach when we started was to talk specifically to our advertisers, to the, our revenue stream. So the question is, where's the revenue coming from, right? Because mm-hmm. you obviously to maintain a business, you got to know where your revenue is coming from. So we, instead of talking about ourselves to our revenue stream source, which was our potential advertisers, what we did is we created a, a newsletter that stayed in front of them every day but it wasn't about us. It was about, it was actually targeted towards their customers. So we sent out a newsletter basically showing what we could do, not talking about us, but actually doing it. Right. So I think that's a, that's a critical thing to, when you're, you know, first starting a business is to get a good idea of what, where is our revenue coming from and what can we do to help those people? What can we do to serve those people and then do it? Then once they come to you and ask you, then you can talk about yourself. (laughs) Then you were perfect. That's exactly right. Right now to offer these companies that educational information that they receive every morning. Do they get it? Did you say? Yeah, once every, every weekday morning. Yeah. So you basically put together a nice little 
snippet even yeah. of, you know, business articles that maybe they don't have to keep track of because you consolidate all the important ones in your newsletter for them. That's right. right. Yep. Yep. That's exactly right. Yeah. It's called the heat treat daily. And mm -hmm. it was one of our first, besides the website, obviously we had the website first because you got to be able to send people somewhere. Right. 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 <laughs> well, once we had the website, the very next product we did was something called the heat treat daily, a product of heat treat today. And it was one story, one mm -hmm. story. And it wasn't the full story. It was just a, a, a teaser, if you right. will. Right. And then, and then there was, there was also a second story in the newsletter, but it was, you know, more self-promotional and whatnot. But that, the point was to get out that one news item uh, a day, and then that would, they would click through the website. So Which yeah, you're, 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 you're right. The most, the most, the mistake most people talk, make is, you know, here's my new business. Let me tell you about it. We call that, I hope nobody's eating breakfast right now. We call that in our in our, uh, in our business, we call that verbal vomit, right? I mean, blah, blah. Here's it all about me, all about me. Sorry, that's not what's going to get you business. They don't really care who you are. You know, you need to yeah. let them show them what you can do for them. Oh, well, it's very different. You know, like I said, when we started 41 years ago, or when I talked to legacy brands who might be even 100 years old, of course, that's what we all did. That's what marketing right. was back then is just to right. educate people on yourself where right. it changed so much. And you went down the right path because you're offering such value to these business owners because they have so many things to do during the day. They may not have seen that article that is very pertinent to them. Right, right. exactly. And especially for us, it was in our niche, right? Which is heat treat right. or... Right. which is a whole nother story. I'm sure most people don't know what heat treat is, but it's a metals industry thing and whatever we were, it's not important, but it's, it's, it, it, it was in our niche. It was for people, something that no one else would be offering basically. Yeah. And if you offer value like that and people are going to expect it every morning, they're definitely going to open it and yeah. read it. You know, even if they do just a quick glance, they'll see what the headline was of the story. And they're a little bit more informed than they would have been if they didn't get your newsletter. Right. Exactly. Excellent. Yep. Good. Now, another thing that, you know, I'm bringing up all the mistakes we did as a 41 year old company, because I'm hoping it helps other business owners, instead of doing the sales cycle that goes like this, they do more that sales cycle that keeps going up, you know, yeah. every year, and is specializing. Because as a marketing agency, when we first started, I thought, okay, I'm going to go out to everyone because I want everyone to be my customer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I learned quickly because we weren't getting the traction from our marketing. I learned it wasn't until we finally said, okay, it's, it's B2B. And then finding a specific niche, did I see that traction pick up? Right. And right. did you come across the same thing when you were starting Heat Treat today? Yeah, it's difficult to be all things to all people. It really is. A, it is a matter of defining who who you want to be and who you're going to be trying to be helpful to. In in our industry, again, the specifics here might be a little not necessary for for most of your listeners. But the concept is yes, you've got to define it down. In our situation, very briefly, we have there's a lot of different thermal processes that go on in the world. Mm -hmm. And we could have tried to appeal to all of those, but we would have, you know, we would have floundered for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Instead, we decided early on, based on past experience, that we were going to focus in on a specific segment of heat, of heat thermal processes. Typically, mm -hmm. we always define it as 800 degrees Fahrenheit or above, right? Mm 
and in an industrial setting. Those are those are the ones that that we tend to focus on. So that helped us narrow the field. We're not into steel making, right? Which mm-hmm. is another thermal process that's that's even 800 degrees of F or above, but we're not that. So yes, the 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 long the short story is specializing is important. Otherwise, you're going to spend a lot of time developing an audience, for example, trying to get people who are readers who you don't really need because they're not important to your advertisers and all that stuff. Right. And then also, I would imagine as you specialize, and this is what we found, you're able to take yourself and you can stand out from your competition. So for us, instead of being there and competing against all marketing agencies, you know, right. now we separated B2C to B2B, but then we took the B2B even a step further into that industrial space. Right. So that must have helped you also to step away or above your competition. That's right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Going after that specific yeah. group. It isn't, it isn't an easy task mm-hmm. to know just how defined or broad you should be. You know, it's, it's a, but it is a, it is a question you have to ask and you have to decide, decide for yourself, okay, where can I fit in the market? Who can I appeal to? You know, where can I be most helpful? Because it's where you can be most helpful that people are going to finally do, you know, finally do work with you. Right. So, so yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, as a business owner, and especially if you're starting out and you're trying to increase sales, (laughs) I find specializing even to be a little bit. Yeah. You've got to be brave. And I did a social post once where I put uh, Mel Gibson, where he had his face all painted from, I forgot what movie it was. Uh, Braveheart, more than yes, likely. That's it. That's it. Braveheart. And I, I wrote like, are you brave enough to specialize? Yeah. Because as a business owner, that's a hard thing because you don't really want to say no to someone. Yeah. But in the end, it really will save people a lot of time. And I think you will see your sales grow faster if you do that specialization. Right, right. Yeah, that's very, very true. We, we tend to just see it's a distraction, right? The issue is, how, what are you going to be distracted with? And what aren't you going to be distracted with? And it's not just your total, it's not just your total focus, like with us, you know, the thermal processing, it's what products are you going to provide? Yeah, right. There's a lot of different products we could provide. But some of them right now are going to be a distraction from us doing the ones that we really need to do well. Mm-hmm. So for example, we could, we, in fact, I've been telling our team for quite some time, we should be doing something called heat treat TV, mm-hmm. which is basically video, right? But the resources it takes for us to do video and things of like that sort right now are just too much. It's just, yeah. just not where we can do it. And if we tried to do it, we would compromise the core products that are really mm-hmm. doing us you know, doing us some good, like the print magazine, like digital e-newsletters, like podcasts and things of that sort. So again, it's another example of specialization so that you can grow profitability and not just compromise it by saying, well, we're busy. We're doing everything that people want us to do. Well, sometimes you got to learn to say no. Yeah. That's a very good point that you brought up because even myself, when I say specializing, I think about how you're going to trim down and go after a specific audience, but you just brought up specialize on the channels that channels. you're going to concentrate on. And that's something now I'm talking to clients because, you know, if you watch anything on YouTube or, you know, Facebook or LinkedIn, or even just 
email or even the television at night, you think, yeah. okay, I got to be on Facebook. I got to be on Instagram. Oh, I better be on TikTok doing some crazy move. I better do this. <laughs> and after a while, as a business owner, you can't do it all. Right. And so I agree with you. Pick a select few and be really, really good at it. Right. Right. And then if you get to that point where you're really good at it and you have the bandwidth, go into something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and that your bandwidth thing is an important point because there's a lot of things you could do well, but do you have the mm -hmm. bandwidth? What does that mean? Right. I mean, do you have the band intellectually, <laughs> emotionally? Mm -hmm. Do you have the bandwidth? Can I take it? Is it going to drive me crazy if I do it? And do I have the right people in place and the right systems in place to do those things? So yeah, it's a bottom line is I think your main point is about specialization is uh, not being distracted, not letting, not wanting to do everything because somebody's waving a few dollars in front of your face, right? Mm -hmm. Especially when you're starting a business, it's like, yes, I'll take it. Well, yeah. sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's better to say no for the long run, even though it may be painful in the short run. Right. But it, it's hard because you get those promotions every day that says you should be doing this. Oh, if you want to grow your business, you should be doing this. You should be doing right. this. You should be doing this. And it's like after a while, no, you don't need to be doing all of that. Right. And then what businesses have to do is they have to be so confident in themselves or like I'll say, to, what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing? Get yep. a strong why so that you can figure out which ones you really need to be doing. For right. your specific brand, yeah, yeah. versus exactly. what everybody else is doing. Yeah, yeah. If you're, if anyone in your audience hasn't watched the Simon, the Simon Sinek Why uh, yeah. YouTube video, it's worth a watch. I think it's, it's it's very important. His his main point there is people tend to do business with you not because of what you do, but because of why you do it. Yeah. And I think that is important. I mean, our, our staff, we, we developed the why statement when we first started. Our why statement is very simple. We believe, we believe people are happier and make better decisions when they're well-informed. That's why. Mm -hmm. That's why we're here. So you know, we, we, we tout that all over. All over That's the place. Good. So. I know, I know ours has even changed over the years. You know, when Ann started this company back in 1980, obviously our mission was a little bit different than it is now. Yeah. And I have to tell you, that was another mistake we made as a business because we left our why for a while. You know, we didn't go back yeah. and revisit it and kind of bring it up to date on yeah. what our why was. So we didn't have that strong leverage that kind of pushed everything we were doing every day towards the why. Right. Yeah. Or like your North Star. We didn't have that direct path. So because we were zigzagging, we wasted a lot of time and energy. Yeah. It is one of the more difficult things. I don't know if you agree with this, Donna, but it's one of the more difficult things is for a entrepreneur-minded person to maintain focus on a core value. <laughs> yeah. Because we tend to be, we tend to be those people that, you know, mm -hmm. oh, here's a new shiny thing and I want to go, I want to go this way. I want to go that way. Whereas what your people really need, especially if you're working, assuming you're working with a team, right? Assuming you're working, what they need is clarity on the vision, constant reminder of the vision, and good solid examples of what it means to live that vision, right? Yeah. So one of the favorite ones, a good friend, a good friend of mine, and a, a consultant. If people haven't, uh, I'm sure most people haven't heard this name, but you should go check it out. It's guy guy by the name of Bill Munn, M U N N. At BillMunnCoaching.com. One of the things he says is catch them when they do it right. That's one of his principles, 
right? Most of the time you're, when you talk with your employees or your contractors, it's about, well, hey, listen, we, need to, you, we didn't quite do this right. Yeah. So, but you want to catch them when they do it right. And when it comes mm-hmm. to the vision of your company and the core values of your company, the more frequently you can catch them doing it right, reinforces those things. And you, therefore you're, you know, you're encouraging that type of behavior. So it's, it's I I totally agree with that. You know, years ago I I coached swimming and the positivity always did so much better than the wrong. And even now with clients or customers, I always try to point the positive so that we can all grow. And then we do talk about what maybe we need to tweak a bit to get it better. Yeah. But you're right. As a business owner, I had someone refer to it and I loved it. I'm like a squirrel with a nut. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like that squirrel you see in the yard going here and there and there because I'll get an idea and then I can't let it go. So the next thing I know, I'm researching, I'm figuring out how to do it. And this goes back to, like you said, with the bandwidth, as a business owner, you also have to start to realize what you're the best at. Yeah. Stick to that. And then, hire employees or, you know, outside people to help you with the other parts. Right. Yep. Otherwise, again, if you like me, sometimes I like to handle it all myself and there's just so many hours in the day and your time can be used for other things. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another resource that jumps to my mind when you mention this for, for, you know, to be helpful to your listeners and whatnot is that my daughter, who is now a you know, a little budding entrepreneur herself doing a great job. She gave me the Gino Wickman book. Have you read anything from Gino Wickman, the I, rocket, I've, rocket fuel? I've so, heard of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a good book. It's a good book. And yeah. it talks a lot about what you're doing. In fact, my, I and my right-hand person are going through that book right now, but it, it addresses exactly what you were just saying, Donna, that is know what you're good at and, yeah. and, and stick with it. Right. And the stuff you're not good at, find somebody else to do it. But again, as a business owner, that's another tough one because you look at the dollars and you say, oh, I can do that myself. I don't need to hire someone else. But that's when you have to start to put a value on your time. Right. Exactly. Yep. You know, and if you say to yourself, okay, yes, I know HTML code, but for me to sit down and start working on coding isn't a good use of my time. I would be better off served doing this. Right. And so- you, I was just going to say, you were talking about uh, what are the mistakes and the things as a, as a business owner, as a, you know, yeah. starting up a small business. So this is one of the things that I, I guess I've come to the realization. My, one of my A number one jobs, and I didn't realize this when I first started, one of my first A number one jobs is figuring out what it is I can get rid of from doing right? Because I've got, there's probably more important things that I can do. So I, mean, I used to do the, I used to do the books, the accounting, you know, all the marketing I used to do the editorial. Of course, when you start, that's what you got to do. You've got to yes. do all those things, but then it becomes an issue of you can't own it. You can't keep it. Sorry, Doug, you know, you got to give these things up <laughs> and yeah. the challenge becomes, what can I get rid of first that will still advance the business, uh, but it's stuff I need to give up. That's, yeah. and really that is, that is probably one of the A number one challenges of new business owners is what can I give up? What yeah. can I give up next, you know, <laughs> and then yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, uh, you're, you're right. And that's something I struggle with all the time because I like to do it myself, my time frame. My, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the thing is that it's a, I'm not good at it. 
you know, Donna, yeah. stop, you know, something that might take me two hours, someone else might be able to bat it out in 15 minutes, or, Correct. you know, I don't yeah. know what it is. Correct. So it's yep. just putting that value on your time. So that's yeah. something hopefully our listeners will gain some yeah. information on. The other thing was worrying too much about the return on investment, or the number of leads you receive from your marketing initiatives. Yeah. Yeah. And I know we ran into issues with that, but let me hear from you first instead of. Yeah. So there's in, in my mind, it's one of the it's probably the top battle that that marketers nowadays have to deal with. And it's been it's been uh, exacerbated by the fact that now we have systems that can supposedly track stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Can supposedly track. So one of the most one of the most brilliant men in the world, uh, who, who I have quite a bit in common with. Okay, this is all sarcasm. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah, I have sarcasm. I'm waiting to hear the name. I'm like, who is? It? Yeah, one of the most brilliant men in the world. I have a lot in common with him. Okay, there are two two most two things I have in common. One is my hairstyle, and secondly is my intellect. Okay, and the guy is Albert Einstein. So you know I don't have the hairstyle and I don't have the intellect either. But anyhow. One of his one of his most famous sayings, or one of his sayings, and I, I actually it's probably attributed to somebody else, but he's been he's been known to say it is not everything that counts can be counted, and not everything that can be counted counts. Mm -hmm. So this this is a I, people ought to learn that quote and just use it regularly because almost every time a marketer walks into a a company to pitch a program. They want to say, well, what's my ROI on this program, right? What's my ROI? And it is a huge, it's, it's a difficult argument to overcome because for most of what marketing is, when we think about it, for most of what marketing is, you cannot measure, you cannot, it's not that, it's not that we're not doing it, we're not willing to do it, is that you cannot measure the results, the effectiveness, if you will, of marketing. In some cases, now there are some things yeah. you can do. Obviously, you do an email, you get so many, uh, you know, uh, leads from it. Okay, you can, you can yeah. at least you know you got leads. Now, what's the actual return on investment? How do those leads? If you can track them all the way through to sales, fine. But that's only one very small part right. of what marketing is. And here, this is the if I can get on the soapbox here for a minute. What is marketing? Marketing really is getting people comfortable with you, yeah. right? My, my contention is everybody always buys emotionally all the time yeah. without exception. I'm, yeah. I'm sure there's an exception, but I say without exception, right? I don't think so. I think you're right. I think it's yeah. definitely, yep. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people, people say, well, that doesn't make sense, Doug. You're, you know, you're full of it. I said, well, think about it. When was the last time you bought something that you weren't comfortable with? Right. And what is comfort? Comfort is an emotion. So yeah, okay, you're buying an industrial machine, right? Mm -hmm. And people say, no, I just I'm I'm purely rational in my in my uh, purchasing decisions. I'm purely rational. I say no. Ultimately, you're you're even you as an engineer are an emotional being, and you're buying emotionally whether you know it or not. And why is that? Well, because let's say you've got two potential machines that you're wanting to buy, right? right. You gather the data on this machine. You gather the data on this machine. You talk to people. You do whatever you need to do. And that all appears very rational. You do a cost analysis of both things, right? Okay. But ultimately, when it comes down to it, the reason you're doing all that analysis 
is so that you're comfortable making a decision to go with A versus B or B versus A, right? Right. right. That's the point. So you're at the end, it's you're buying because I feel, I think, I know this one is better than this one. And therefore, I'm comfortable buying this one. It's yeah. emotional. So point being, marketing is all about the uh, helping people become more comfortable with you, right? Yes. You yeah. cannot measure that. It's, it's called interpersonal valuations. You can't measure it. It's not yeah. possible. Economists will tell you it's not possible to measure it. Now, that's not to say it doesn't work. Because as Albert Einstein says, not everything that can that right. not everything that counts, counts can be counted. Right. Right. You right. can't necessarily count it. So I also use the example of this. If you if you tell your folks that are telling you I want ROI in the in the in my from my marketing, you go home and try to use that same argument with your family, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you go home to your you go home to your yeah. wife or your husband and say, "Dear, do you love me?" Yeah. And you and they say, "Well, let me let me let me think about that. <laughs> let me let me let me put a little ROI into that and see if it's you know what is, what am I getting out of this? You know, sorry, it's just not going to work." And marketing is all about relationships. Yes. it's about building yeah. relationships. So, yeah. Thank you for listening to the World Innovators Podcast. For more information about today's topic. Email us at dpeterson at worldinnovators.com or call 860-210-8088. And please make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a future episode.